Children Canvas, illustrating two views on city issues. I'm Kira Byrne. And I'm Chula Casey. And in this episode, we'll be talking about student stress. We all deal with stress, and even though it's common, it can be difficult for students to reach out for help, and they can often feel alone in their struggles. Today we'll be talking to one Mount Royal University student who is willing to talk about her own stress. And we'll learn about one resource on campus that could help her and other students who are struggling. There are many factors that can contribute to a student's stress, and everyone has their own unique set of challenges. Lindsay Alsifer is a full-time Mount Royal student who is stressed out. But in Lindsay's case, school isn't the only thing that keeps her busy. She's also a mom of two kids, and she's trying to balance her home life with school and her career goals. We sat down with Lindsay at her home, surrounded by her family, to speak with her about her experiences. How was school today for you guys? Good. What did you do? I went to gym. Oh. All right, so first question is, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, so I am a stay-at-home mom, though I decided to go back to school. So I'm in my late 30s. I have two kids and um, decided to go back to school to get my social work diploma. Why did you wait until you went to school? After high school, I worked, and then I decided to travel when I was a nanny in Switzerland um, from 2003 to 2004. And then I enrolled in school when I got back to Canada, but I couldn't find a job in BC. So I moved to Calgary, and then I got a job right away. And my intent was to upgrade my marks, but I needed to work. So school kind of fell behind because I needed to pay the bills. As a mature student, have you noticed any differences between you and your peers? Yes. A lot of the kids in my class are in their late teens, early 20s. And when they want to do study groups, I find it difficult to be able to participate only because I have to come home, get my kids, make dinner, do homework with them, make sure the house is clean. And I I just can't drop everything to do whatever they can. And most of them are like, well, I'm just going to go home and nap. And I'm like, mm. So how difficult is it to juggle being a student and a mother? I find that last semester my schoolwork dropped drastically only because the kids were more important and um, their welfare was more important to me. So if there's something that they needed done, studying usually didn't happen in the evening. So um, this semester I'm prioritizing a lot better though. That's good. How are you prioritizing exactly? So I have a couple days off, Wednesdays and Fridays, off school. So they're in school. So then I will do my schoolwork while they're off. And I also have a really long gap in between classes on Tuesdays. So I will get some of my work done on Tuesdays at the school. Is juggling school and motherhood the biggest struggle you face? Or is there something that stresses you out even more? I find when, like, relationships also can like you're also trying to juggle being in a relationship with someone and then your children and then school and then trying to find a job so everything into one makes me feel overwhelmed sometimes so it's not just school and motherhood there's been trying to find a job for eight months and I still haven't found anything and then making sure that my relationship is okay and then animals obviously as well so there's a lot that goes on. Sarah, what did you do today? I played, I went in gym and we played basketball, so it was five on five, it was really fun. What are you guys going to do tonight? What do you want to do tonight? I don't know. Make cookies. Yeah, we can make cookies. 
What kind of personal support do you have to help you get through going to school and raising kids? Um, Their dad is actually amazing. Um, We ended amicably, so there's been no issues with our relationship. Their dad and I are still really close, and so he's very supportive. And I know not a lot of um, single moms have the other parent as someone who is supportive. So I'm very lucky in that aspect. And then I have um, <clears throat> Brian, who's my significant other. He's very supportive, and I have a lot of supportive friends and my family also. Do you or have you accessed professional resources for your stress? Yes, I have gone to counseling to help with that. And it also helps with um, reading. I read a lot um, from Brene Brown and Mark Groves and just reading some of the stuff that they do and listening to um, Brene Brown's podcast. It makes things so much easier. Okay, I see. Do you have any advice for other mothers who may want to attend post-secondary? Just make sure that um, you know your priorities. Like I said, my first semester was really bad because I didn't know my priorities and I didn't realize how tough the classes were going to be after being out for so long. And especially with taking a language, I didn't do very well in my language class because I just didn't have the opportunity to focus on it so it's just um, making sure you have the support of friends and family so if you need to study you can drop the children off somewhere or um, just have someone there that can watch them if you need to study because there's no point in paying as much as we're paying for school and then not doing well in our classes so it's a matter of figuring out where your priorities are and then adjusting your class schedule to match those. Uh, Do you have a vision for the future? Like, where do you see yourself in five to ten years? I learned from all my life experience that I don't really plan that far in advance anymore because every day things change, especially with kids. But I would like to have graduated from MRU, and I would like to hopefully one day own my own counseling practice and um, be able to help people of low income. That was Lindsay Ulsifer talking about the difficulties of being a mom and a full-time university student. You're listening to Calgary Canvas, illustrating two views on city issues. And in this episode, we're talking about student stress. MRU students like Lindsay Ulsifer, who are having trouble managing their responsibilities, may not know that there are many places they can go on campus for help. Determining the correct resources to reach out to may also be a challenge. Early Support is a service on campus that helps students navigate the many services available to them. I sat down with Student Success Coordinator Sarah Rood to speak about Early Support and how they help students manage their stress. For someone who doesn't know what Early Support is, can you explain to us what the whole program is as a whole? So basically what Early Support is, it's an online referral system that allows staff and faculty to refer a student that they notice might be struggling. So from a faculty perspective, that might be, you know, the student stopped showing up to class or the student hasn't shown up to class or the student did poorly on their midterm um, or maybe, you know, the student came to my office hours or connected with me after class and mentioned they were struggling with X, Y, or Z. So it provides an area for those type of staff members and faculty members to go online and refer a student um, for whatever reason. So they can be referred for academic, non-academic concerns, whatever kind of they've disclosed. Um, And then that referral gets sent directly to me and my colleague, Alina. 
and we kind of review the referral and we reach out to the student. Um, it's a really friendly sort of vibe that we give with the program. So if you were to be referred, we would reach out and say, hey, you've been referred to early support. Uh, this doesn't mean you're in trouble. It just means that someone in the campus community wants to ensure that you are aware of the supports available and you have the resources that you need. Um, it doesn't go on your transcript. It's confidential. We're not reporting back to anybody or big brothering you in any kind of way. We're just really here to help and, and see how things are going. So we kind of send that email and we have a decent response rate. And ideally, we want students to come in and meet with us. So when we meet with a student, it's the same sort of kind of vibe as to, you know, we're here to chat and it's confidential. So what should we know about you to be able to help you out? And the student can kind of take the appointment wherever they want to go. And we've heard all kinds of things. Um, and then we refer them accordingly across campus. We help connect them. Sometimes we'll walk them to different resource areas depending on what they need or if they don't know where something is. So kind of those appointments are very case by case. And then we provide follow-up as well. So we send a follow-up uh, email with some um, details on what we talked about and then we send a check-in as well and sometimes students will come back meet with us multiple times sometimes we only see them once so it really is kind of up to the student to decide the other side of the program is that students can refer themselves um, so if students are struggling and maybe they haven't disclosed that to anybody this is a safe space where they can come um, and chat about whatever issues they're having um, whether it's academic non-academic uh, mental health, finances, whatever it might be, and we'll just make sure they know what's available and connect them accordingly. What do you notice about the students who come for help from early support? So what are they typically looking for? What are some of your most common things that students want from early support? Good question. And when when I started this program in 2015, I really had no idea what was going to come through the door. Um, and I mean, I was kind of surprised, but not really that a lot of the issues that students are having are non-academic. So we do see um, academic concerns, the most common one being concerns with writing. Um, so students kind of um, disclose to us that that is an issue that they're having. Um, but then in addition to that one, the most common concerns that we see are, are stress. Um, and mental health concern or mental health diagnosis specifically, um, difficulties at home or with family, so kind of those um, like relationship sort of things or extracurricular sort of concerns. And then finances have been really big too. I think in particular because of the economy the last few years, I, I don't know if, you know, had this program started five or ten years ago, that would have been as high, but we've seen a lot of financial issues as well. And you spoke about the uh, student referral aspect of this program where they can refer themselves. Do you think that students are taking advantage of that service or do you see more um, faculty referring students to the program? So I have stats from last year. Obviously, we don't have this year's yet. Um, but last year, about 42% of our referrals were from faculty and about 30 were from staff and 28 were self-referred. So the first year we ran this program, we started with just fa staff and faculty, um, and then we kind of noticed that maybe not all staff and faculty, like it's impossible to get 100% awareness among all, all staff and faculty. And even when we do, it's impossible for all of them to, to find it useful or want to use it, right? And that's fine. That's just a reality of any program, right? Um, so that's when we thought, like, well, why don't we market it to students as well, which not a lot of institutions do across Canada. Um, the self-referral option you'll find in some places, but it's not as common as the staff and faculty referral. 
and there might be some hesitation among students to reach out for help. What would you say to those students who uh, might feel uncomfortable reaching out for help? Oh my goodness. First off, I would say we are so friendly and welcoming. Like, please come and see us. We want to see you. We want to hear how things are going. Um, and we want to kind of work to improve this place in Mount Royal, right? We, we're here for students. We're here because of students. Um, so, I mean, that's why I have a job too. Like, I'm, I'm here to help. That's, that's what I'm here for. Um, and I guess I would also say that asking for help is a really important life skill. I mean, I would say for me, it's been the most important skill I've learned um, in my years here on this wonderful planet um, is learning to ask for help. So, I, I mean, it can be a difficult thing to do, but once you start doing it and once you kind of realize that people are here to help, all you have to do is ask, things become so much easier. And we all work together kind of on our end to make sure you have what you need and, and get you connected um, so, I mean, this place can be very overwhelming and, and stressful and it's, it's confusing to navigate and I have to make phone calls to make sure I'm sending students to the right place. And I've worked here for almost nine years. So to think a first year student coming in has it all figured out is just, it's not possible. So we're here to help and, and I really hope um, through programs like this that students feel comfortable reaching out uh, and we do try to provide a really welcoming environment and it's important for students to know too no matter kind of where they go on campus it's up to them to decide what they want to share so whether they're seeing a counselor or they're they're meeting with me or Alina in the office of student success uh, like they are always in control of the conversation if we ask a question and they don't want to share that's totally fine we can move on to something else or you can share little snippets and and we'll help you as best we can and then if you feel like the next week you want to share more you can come back and we'll be ready to talk a little bit more and make sure you have what you need that was student success coordinator sarah rude if students are looking to get in contact with Sarah at Early Support, they can go to mtroyal.ca slash early support. Early Support can point students to any number of resources on campus that provide help, like student counseling, career services, academic advising, and so much more. The most important thing to remember is that help is always available and that reaching out for help is always a good idea. listening to Calgary Canvas. I'm Chula Casey. And I'm Kira Burt. Special thanks to Lindsay Ulsifer and Sarah Rood for joining us. Thanks to Ricardo Andres Garcias for the theme music. Be sure to subscribe to the Calgary Canvas podcast so you can hear our next episode, Paranormal Perspectives.